Be confident. Be bold. Be authentic. But don't forget to take action. This is Ordinary to Badass, where our stories empower women to step into the spotlight of their own lives and pursue what they're truly passionate about. It's time to step into the arena and become more than just extraordinary. It's time to become a badass with your host, Marie Sonneman. Welcome to Ordinary to Badass, episode number 267. In this episode, you're going to hear from Carrie Schmidt. Carrie is the founder and CEO of Infinite Solutions, LLC. Carrie Schmidt puts the soul in solutions by transforming lives personally and professionally. A dynamic and influential thought leader and motivational speaker, she has the ability to instantly captivate your mind, heart, and awaken your soul by empowering you to gain clarity on your purpose, overcome limiting beliefs, and have the confidence to pursue your dreams. In this episode, Carrie and I talk about limiting beliefs and how to move past them, how your thoughts create your reality, and how some of the habits that you have could be sabotaging you. This episode can be super helpful for this time of year because a lot of times we're thinking we have to do everything and for everyone and we're busy, our perfectionist kicks in and there's just all this pressure with the holidays. So it can be the perfect time to be aware of how you're sabotaging yourself or the habits that you've had maybe since you were a young kid and how they're affecting you now. And maybe... You'll hear Carrie talk about it in this episode, how she says, cancel, cancel. When you're thinking negative stuff about yourself because you're not ready for the holidays and there's just too much to get done, so you start to beat yourself up, then you say, cancel, cancel, and then have a new, more powerful thought. But we'll get into that when you hear from Carrie, but I know this episode is well-timed, and I think we can all use a little more self-love, self-care in our life, especially this time of year. So... Before we get to the episode, I'm going to ask you, have you been on to iTunes lately? Have you left a five-star rating and review? If you love this show or this episode, head on over to iTunes, leave a five-star rating and review. That way, other badasses just like you can find the show. Every review helps to grow this community. All right, let's get to the episode. Welcome to Ordinary to Badass. Whether you're ordinary or badass, I'm so glad you're here. Today's guest is Carrie Schmidt. Carrie, thank you so much for being here. Excited to have you on the show. Hey, Marie. Thank you for having me. I'm too, I'm super excited to talk to your audience because I'm a badass. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even wait for you to ask me the question because I'm a total badass. So let's okay. go. <laughs> so, have you always felt like you were a badass? I think so. I got voted most rebellious in high school. And it's not that like, I'm a, like, like not a nice person or something. I'm just the type of person that I don't go with something. I don't agree to agree in, you know, I kind of will lead my own little way. Um, and that's just how I've always been. (laughs) So has that ever left you on the outs with people and how have you dealt with that? Um, 
You know, I will say this. Most people look at me. This is this is a reflection from getting to know people is they'll say, oh, my gosh, I was so intimidated by you or I thought you were a total B. Right. And then they're like, I got to know you and you're so cool and nice and loving and compassionate. And I'm like, I know. Stop judging me. You know, just stop the judgment. And that's the problem that I think we have in today's society is we look at somebody and we automatically judge them in any way, shape or form. And I think we need to stop the judgment, stop the criticism, and let's just get to know each other for who we are. Um, so that's kind of my thing. Yeah, I can just imagine though, like if you go against the grain, especially as a kid, or like in high school, because that's kind of a hard, <laughs> a hard high time school. for people. Um, mm -hmm. I can imagine that it could sometimes be a battle or people don't understand like, oh, why is she doing what she wants to do as opposed to like, what the group wants to do, you know, because not a lot of kids do that. <laughs> I'm probably very different from most people. You know, I, I remember I used to wear a gold charm <laughs> in high school that said one in a billion. Right. And I really, I, I, I'm different and I'm okay. I can harness my differences in that. Yes, I'm a woman and I speak up and I don't hold back. I kind of don't really have a filter either. So, you know, I just say what I think and feel and I wear my heart on my sleeve and that makes me authentic and bold and revolutionary. And I embrace those terms. So where do you think this came from? I think it's my soul. I really do. I think it's like my spirit and it's my gift in the world that I can harness to try to lead positive transformation and help people connect to their power, passion, and purpose. Um, and it took me many years to realize that this is a gift that I have that I can harness and, you know, be a transformational leader. Okay. So I can't wait to dig in a bit more, but first, will you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So um, my name is Carrie Schmidt. I am the founder and CEO of Infinite Solutions. This is my coaching and consulting company because I believe I put the soul into solutions by helping people transform their lives personally and professionally. Um, I started my career when I was 26 years old as a customer service rep for a manufacturing facility in the Pittsburgh area. Over the course of 10 years, I kind of climbed the proverbial corporate ladder until I became the general manager of a $100 million manufacturing facility that had over 350 union workers. And I was a woman in an all-male dominated industry, um, kicking ass and taking names. <laughs> I mean, I just got to say it because we made record-breaking improvements when I was leading that team because I lead with empathy and compassion. And I listen to the employees, the people that are on the floor that are actually bringing value and adding value to the process and making the money. If you actually just listen to your employees and, you know, cultivate a culture where you're showing them gratitude and appreciation for what they do. I say there's a little magic switch and you can just turn on the magic switch. And I was able to do that by, you know, just empowering people to do their best. 
So I, I ended up leaving corporate America, starting my own business in 2019, which is Infinite Solutions. And I just published my first book, which took me four years to write. It's called Behind the Screen. Congratulations. And Marie, I would love to ship you a signed copy just as my gratitude to you for having me on your podcast. Thank you. Um, you're welcome. So this is just kind of my life's work, and I hope to make a difference in millions of people's lives by helping them gain the confidence that they need to really take action on their dreams and, you know, make this world a better place for our children because they're the ones that are dealing with the effects of the stuff that <laughs> others created before us. <laughs> so tell me a little bit more about behind the screen. Tell me so about the name and then the book. Yeah. Okay. So the screen is your lens of life. It's really how you view your environment, how you view other people, how you think other people perceive you, how you even see yourself and vice versa. So it's kind of like the veil of reality between our conscious and subconscious minds, um, between heaven and hell. So I talk a lot about spirituality and the duality of life, the positive and negative energy, vibration, frequency. Um, I use my own personal life stories of dealing with the um, effects of divorce as a child. So my parents got divorced when I was eight. My family split up. I had to move to a different school district, try to fit in with a new group of friends. Um, when I became a teen, that relationship for nine years, unfortunately, um, the, sorry. It cut out. Oh, okay. So um, I was in an interracial relationship. Um, for nine years and my family ended up disowning me. So that was very difficult to deal with as a teenager. And it was an emotional roller coaster because he also cheated on me and it was just tough. I, I did a lot of fighting in high school. Um, and until I finally ended up leaving that relationship, going to college, I talk about drug and alcohol abuse, um, depression, anxiety, because I've struggled with those throughout my life. So I use my stories of struggle to teach the readers a seven-step system of transformation to really uncover unconscious behavior patterns in ourselves so that we can go back into our subconscious programming and identify where those faulty programs were installed. Usually it happens during childhood, adolescence. Um, and then figure out a way that you can reprogram your mind to really manifest what you desire. I, you know, I really dive into the power of our mind and what the subconscious mind is and how it runs our lives 95% of the time. We're only five, we're only conscious 5% of the time. So, you know, my vision is to really help people learn how to raise their level of consciousness, to overcome the conditions and the limitations that we were conditioned to believe in as we grew up. And that's what keeps most people in their comfort zone, keeps them stuck in their comfort zone because of their um, subconscious programming, really. So what is the first step somebody can take to change their subconscious program? Yeah, so, conscious programming. Mm -hmm. Step one is to tag it. So this is step one of the lifetime line system of transformation. I'm going to tag or become aware of my unconscious behavior patterns or self-sabotaging habits. 
How do you do that? You start to notice your way of thinking. You start to notice your way of feeling and behaving in certain circumstances. And then when you find yourself repeating the same pattern that is negatively affecting your results in life, that's the first step is to tag it. Take note of that. Be aware of it. Don't judge it. You know, don't give it any type of feeling. Just become aware of it. So what is the benefit of this, like of tagging it? Raising your level of awareness to, I am the person that's responsible for the, the negative result that my way of thinking, feeling, or acting or reacting is contributing on my, on my life. So that's the benefit of becoming aware of it because you can't change until you're aware, Hey, I have an issue that I need to, I need to shift. So sometimes it can be easy to go down this rabbit hole to like, just blame ourselves. and be like, yeah, right. it's all my fault. I did it. I, you know, I suck and blah, blah, blah. So how can we prevent ourselves from going down that rabbit hole? Awareness of, if you say I suck, cancel, 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 because your thoughts your words, your feelings give off energy into the universe. And if you realize that everything's energy, um, and we live in an infinite universe where it's just, I call it the luminous, the luminiferous ether that connects us all. And when you start to understand that you can start to realize that my own way of thinking is basically creating my reality. So if I continue to think that I suck and, you know, I do these things and I can't change, that's wrong. You know, you have all of the power. You have everything you need inside of you. It is raising your level of awareness to understand that I can change. I can't change anybody else, but I can change myself. And I start by becoming aware of my way of thinking, feeling, and understanding how those thoughts and feelings will create my actions and or reactions. So if I can become aware and pause and gain more control in the present moment over my own reactions and my own emotions, this is what they need to teach in school is emotional intelligence. Like right. starting in elementary school and it should actually be a required program, I would say. We'd have a different group of um, people living later. <laughs> so earlier you said cancel, cancel. Mm -hmm. And can you like dive into that a little bit deeper? Is that something you say to yourself when you're thinking negative thoughts? When does that come up? And um, yeah, how can people use it? I actually just learned that method from, it's called the Silva method. Um, there's a guy named, um, I can't think of his first name right now, but the Silva method was developed in, it's basically a way to train your mind. It's a mind control method. And they actually use it in the government and other places because people know a lot more than we do. <laughs> um, so when you think a negative thought, so if you say I suck or I'm stupid, I'm such a dummy, right? 
you're putting that out into the universe. And it's also training your subconscious mind to believe that and to think that as well. So if you say cancel, cancel, as soon as you say it, it basically cancels that in your mind, in the universe, and you replace it with a positive, more empowering thought. I am smart. I am capable. I am amazing, whatever that is. And I teach I teach this way of reframing your way of thinking in the book behind the screen, because I am that I am. That's, that's what, you know, ancient spiritual teachers have been trying to teach us. And that's what they say in the Bible that God said, I am that I am, I am anything that I say I am. So if you continue to call yourself bad names or put yourself down, which I do myself, Listen, that's why I'm learning this stuff so that I can reprogram and reframe my own way of living. And it does work. And you can apply it to your life and see your children transform through it, your family as well. So when people struggle with this, like they struggle believing the I am statements, does it still work? Does it still help them to say these things, even though they're filled with doubt whether that's true or not? It's a great question. Yes, it can help because your subconscious mind is there to store and retrieve information. So if you have always said, I'm stupid, I'm not good enough, your brain, the neurons in your brain have fired and wired and built a certain circuitry, a pattern. Okay. When you change it, it interrupts that pattern. So if you stop those neurotrans, the the neurons that are firing in your brain from continuing that same pattern, you're interrupting the pattern. Okay. And when you reframe a different pattern, it starts to build a new bridge in your mind. So that's just a neuroscience scientific approach to how you can rewire your brain. Now to go deeper inside and, and say, why do I feel this way about myself? That is the work that needs to be done. That's going to help you override that system of thinking. And that is my seven step system of transformation. That's going to take you deep into why it is you feel and say these things about yourself. So there's work to be done there. Okay. So the seven step system is the first step. Take it. Like we said earlier, is that right? Then what's Mm -hmm. the second step? The second step is to remember it. So I have tagged that I have this um, way of reacting. um, Let's just say uh, when someone leaves me out, um, I get upset or I distance myself or um, I'm trying to think of a good example. Um, You know, you feel like you have a loss of control or you're feeling helpless. those are some emotional triggers because there's situations that trigger intense emotions in us. And those emotions will then cause us to react in that certain way. So that's what we're going to tag. So step two is to go back in your life timeline, which is from birth until today and remember it. Remember the first time you were introduced to this way of thinking, feeling, acting, basically this behavior and, and remember it, you put it on your life timeline, which is like, I write, I have little visuals in my book that you can actually do this work. So you have to remember it because 
you want to identify the inception point of this faulty program in your subconscious mind. Okay. Mm -hmm. Step three is to feel it. The problem is, is feelings are emotions and emotions are energy in motion, or they can become stuck energy. And that stuckness will stay with us until we properly process it. So we want to feel the emotions that we should have felt back then, but we might not have because our subconscious is linked to the fight or flight nervous response. And that'll have us basically shut down. And most of the times we'll build defense mechanisms. Like I talk about the walls I build around my heart. And sometimes later on in life, those walls aren't serving me. So I have to process the stuff that I dealt with from the past. And I have to do that now in order to release its bonds on me. So is this helpful to have a coach or have somebody go through this with you? I can imagine that some of it could be triggering for people. And so if that happens, what do they do? Yeah. So I write about that in the book. Like if there's people that have traumatic childhood trauma and things that will bring up other emotions. So absolutely. If you have went through significant trauma, I recommend getting support, professional support to help you through this. I actually have a supplemental coaching program. I offer to take you deeper into these seven steps because I basically teach it in the book. Um, and there's a journal in the back of the book that you can follow along and do the exercises because it really is a system of transformation, but to go deeper and really apply and make this a meaningful transformational process in your life, it's, it's important to get a coach or professional support. Okay. Thank you. So we have take it, remember it, feel it. What's step yep. four? <laughs> step four is to flip it. So we walk through life with our blinders on, right? We only see one perspective. So sometimes you have to flip your perspective and see it from a different person's viewpoint, possibly, or, you know, maybe try to look for the silver lining. We go through seasons for a reason, and oftentimes we might not ever understand why, but you can always kind of look for that silver lining and look for the good in that situation that could have resulted from it. Step five is to release it. So you're going to release those emotions and that energy from that past trauma, because if you have not done the work to release them, release the memories from your subconscious mind that's continuing to remind you, you'll just continue to have that same scenario show up in different stories throughout your life. And there, that, that's another thing in the life timeline is it's really cool is you can actually pinpoint on your life timeline each time that story has repeated itself. And I do that in sharing my personal stories. Like I show how I've repeated the same relationships, the same, I've manifested the same type of men until I figure out how to really transform myself and allow my, my soul to shine, I guess. So releasing it, and there's a whole chapter dedicated to releasing repressed emotions and gives you ways of how you can um, release. One way is hypnotherapy. So I'll just get that. Uh, Can you tell me a little bit more about hypnotherapy? So hypnotherapy, um, a, a hypnotherapist will basically take you into a meditative state where you count down, and this allows you to access your subconscious mind and ask you questions. And I 
I write about how I've gone through several of these sessions. And when I go into that state, she'll ask me questions and I'll basically remember and feel I'll be that person back then. And you're able to access stuff that you didn't even know bothered you or was stuck in your subconscious and heal it and release it in the moment. So it's almost like me as a 40 year old woman, I'm healing that 23 year old girl that was traumatized and it works. So I think sometimes we think the past is the past. Let's put it behind us. Let's move on. But it's like a lot of times we still have the same issues that we had as a kid. We just didn't deal with it or we didn't know how to process it because that's all we knew as a kid. Um, How has hypnotherapy helped you? Um, It, well, all of this, I mean, it's not just, it's not just hypnotherapy. It's the whole system of transformation. It takes time. It takes effort, but it has helped me. um, I've, I say I manifested my soulmate, which I actually visioned and spoke about it. And then he showed up. Um, But we have been in a relationship for a little over two years now. And if I haven't done the work that I've done on myself, we wouldn't be together because I would have pushed him away because that's my defense mechanism. I shut people out and push them away. um, And I think that that's serving me, but it's not. And so I have, I've, I've learned how to deal with my own stuff so that I can be a better mother to my son. I can be a better girlfriend to my boyfriend and I can be a better daughter to my mom. And all of that has shifted and provided me with more peace and happiness. So with hypnotherapy, this is a weird question, but do you remember what was said when you were hypnotized or through the session? I do. And it's very powerful because I never knew that some of those things that we talked about bothered me, but I, I feel a sense of relief as if it's been, um, released from my emotional baggage. Okay. So we talked about the first five steps. (laughs) What's six and seven. Okay. So the first five is like where the hard work is there, but six and seven are the fun part. So step six is to reprogram. This is where I teach you how to reprogram your mind, repattern your way of thinking and feeling and vision a life that you're filled with so much peace, love, joy, happiness. It's kind of like, you know, people talk about the law of attraction and the secret but they leave out some of the really important parts. And so I teach you how to do that effectively. And then step seven is to resonate. Everything's energy. And if you understand that you're a tuning fork in the universe and the energetic level and the frequency that your energy is at basically attracts other energy to you. We're energetic beings, you and I just having a human experience. So we attract to us what we're resonating. So if we want to change the results in our life and basically manifest a different outcome, we have to see it. it, we have to five sense it basically in our own minds, but you have to resonate in the energy of that now. That's where people miss out. They forget that part. 
Um, so the seven steps, that's the seven steps. And then you rinse and repeat. So anytime something comes up for you, you go back and you kind of tag it, remember it, feel it, flip it, release it, reprogram, resonate. And it's the 2190 rule. It takes 21 days to break a habit, 90 days to reprogram a new state of being. So it is a system. That's why most coaching programs are 12 weeks. If it makes sense, you're kind of retraining yourself. So I don't quite understand the 90 day part. Can you dive into that a little bit? Yeah. So the 90 days to reprogram a new state of being. So you're basically each, every day you're repatterned, repatterning your way of thinking. You're doing the work every single day to reprogram, rewire new synaptic connections in your brain. And when you do that, it then affects your feelings and your actions. So it's all kind of the neuroscience of, of how our body works. So it takes 90 days, but it takes consistent work and action. I mean, I do this work daily. I coach myself on the same things I coach my clients on daily because that's what it takes, but you build the muscle and it gets easier and then it becomes a habit. Then that becomes your new behavior pattern. So I think it's important that you said like you go through this daily, you still go through this all the time. I think that we often think like, oh, after the 21 days or after the 21 plus the 90 days, like there's an easy button, you know, it should all just be easy and we've done all of our life work and it should be gumdrops and lollipops from here on out. But the truth is, it's like, it's always, you know, a work in progress, probably every day for the rest of our lives. <laughs> life work. Yes. Key. Like you said, life work is it's, it never stops. We will, if we live another 365 days, we're going to get results, right? So why not be conscious of the results that you're getting? Why not put in, put in the effort and you know, focus on what it is you want versus what you don't want. You know, we, we spend more time planning for a vacation than we do like planning our future, our lives. And when you understand that you can co-create your reality, that you have, you have part in the life that you're living and you can harness the tools and the universal laws and learn how to you know, kind of shape your reality in a way that you want it to be. It's incredible. And that's why I do what I do. Like I left a highly successful job making six figures. And now I like have a panic attack when I look at my bank account, but I'm doing what I love because I know I'm going to make a difference in the world. I know if I can reach at least one person behind the screen who's struggling and shine light and show them that there is a path, there is a way out then I feel like I've served my purpose and that's okay. So let's, let's talk about that. Let's talk about you leaving your highly paid job. What was that process for you? What was the tipping point to make you leave? And how were you able to take that leap? Uh, how was I able? I think it's because I invested in myself. Like I went out to Los Angeles. I studied under Mary Morrissey. I became a certified life mastery consultant. I invested in in learning the tools, the strategies, and kind of building my business. So I built my business before I quit my corporate job. I had everything put in place, not everything, but like I got to the point where I felt comfortable. But also during that point, I kind of knew I was going to leave. 
So I was saving money. So I was building, you know, my like little cushion so that when I did make that move, I would be okay. I'm also a single mom. I've raised my son on my own and he's 15 now. So it's not just me that I have to care for. Like I have another person. Um, so you have to prepare and um, take the action every single day to get to that point. And then, you know, it's, we can, we can choose fear or faith. I'm going to take the fear, put it behind my back because it's never going to go away, but I'm going to take a step and an action on faith because I have a burning desire for something that I know will help others. I have grateful expectation because I believe and I'm grateful for it. Um, but I believe I don't doubt it. So you take the fear, doubt, and worry, the three dream killers, put them back here and take a baby step in faith. And if you take baby steps in faith every single day, you can put the how on hold and just let the universe do the work and you'll be amazed with the results. So is it that you're ignoring the fear or, or you're just focusing more on the faith part? I'm going to befriend the fear. I'm going to talk to the fear and say, Hey, fear, I see you. I hear you. It's okay. You're my friend. I'm just going to put you behind my back and take a step of faith and put my energy in the faith. I'm not putting my energy in the fear. I'm recognizing it. It's there, but I'm not going to give it the credibility that it thinks it deserves. I'm going to give my credibility to the faith. I love that. Thank so you. We, people in a social media world, they might look at, they might look at you and be like, Carrie Schmidt, she has it easy. Everything in her life has been so easy for her. It was just handed to her, the seven step system. That's easy for her, but it's not easy for me. You know, that kind of thing. Um, because we look at people's lives, but we don't see the struggle behind their lives. So will you share some of the struggles or the hardships that you've been through to get to where you are today? <laughs> I wrote a whole book about it. <laughs> I swear to God, like there, I, I write, I, I tell so much stuff in this book. It's probably too much. Um, I sold drugs when I was in high school and I got robbed on Christmas day. Like there's so much behind our screens that we don't share with the world. I never thought I'd ever say that out loud like to anybody. And I have to embrace it because I wrote about it. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I, I let down the walls and I share all of this vulnerability so that other people can see that it wasn't easy for me. I feel like my whole life has been hard, but maybe it prepared me for this moment in time where I can step into my truth and step into my vulnerability and say, you can too, because you can do anything. It's our will. It's our, it's our soul. I believe it's our spiritual gift that will continue to seek to be expressed. And as long as we keep it inside, we're just going to continue to feel that longing for something greater until we actually express it. And when you express your passion and you're living in your purpose, it's like, you can see your soul singing. Your energy is up here. Like when I talk about this stuff, it, 
it just makes me feel like I'm energized and I'm equipped to do anything. So it's not easy. (laughs) It's really not easy, but at the end of the day, I think it's worth it. So I'll do the hard work to help pave the way for other people. So what do you do to pull yourself up after those hard moments? Stay connected with good people. You got to have good people in your corner, whether it's a coach, a best friend, you know, a spiritual partner, but I believe in the power of connection and it's so real and it's so true. And just when you're like at your worst moment, the universe will send something, you know, maybe it's an email or a phone call or a book review or whatever it is. Like it just shows up. And that's why I continue to take steps with faith because I've seen how amazing and just the the universe is. That makes sense. Um, I also try to exercise, like I take a daily walk or I try to, and just get out in nature and look at the beautiful trees and like, just, there's so much that we're just so small and, you know, try to avoid looking at life through your egoic lens and try to see life through that spiritual lens. Um, and you know, listen to positive motivational, whether it's audible books or podcasts or whatever it might be, meditate. Like there's so many different ways to overcome those periods of darkness. So good. So Carrie, let's end with a tip to encourage women who are in the arena fighting for the life that they want. Girlfriends, you can do it. Like just, if you don't believe it, believe in my belief that you can do it and take one baby action step today. If you're listening to this, don't wait until tomorrow. Don't, you know, not do what is on your heart and soul to do, do it because that makes the difference between you and someone else. And that's what makes the difference for successful people. They continue to show up. They continue to believe in their dreams. They do not give up. They feed their faith instead of the fear. Feed the positive energy in your life and starve the negative energy and you'll see a difference. Oh, to be yours. You heard it from Carrie. Feed the positive energy in your life and starve the negative energy in your life. Carrie, thank you so much. You've been a total badass and have enjoyed hearing your story. Yay. Thank you so much, Marie. I appreciate you all taking the time to listen and I hope you go get the book. It's available on Amazon. Oh, and I forgot to ask you, how do we connect with you? Yeah, you can go to my website. It's carrie-schmidt.com and Schmidt is spelled S-C-H-M-I-D-T. You can connect with me on social media, Instagram. I'm at Care Bear Schmidt, Facebook, TikTok at Coach Carrie Schmidt. And again, you can get the book on Amazon if you do and you read it and you love it, please share it. And if you could leave me a review, that would be great. (laughs) Thank you, Carrie. Thank you. That will end our show. To all the badass women out there staying in the arena, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, own it and get after it. Okay, five takeaways from this episode. Number one, tag it. Become aware of self-sabotaging habits. Notice the way... Or notice your way of thinking and behaving 
in certain circumstances and don't judge it. Just be aware of it. Two, my own way of thinking is creating my own reality. Number three, when you say something negative like I suck, follow it up with cancel, cancel. Add Then add a new empowering thought like I am smart, I am capable, I am amazing. Four, you can choose fear or faith. Take fear and put it behind your back and take a step and an action towards faith. Number five, to pull yourself up from hard moments, stay connected with good people. Find a coach, a best friend, or a spiritual partner. Okay, make sure, tune in on Thursday to hear three reasons why Carrie Schmidt is so badass. Talk to you then. Now that you've listened to this episode of Ordinary to Badass, we want to hear from you. Go to our website, ordinarytobadass.com slash podcast and submit your own experience on how you took your life from ordinary to badass and get the chance to be on a future spotlight episode of the show. That's ordinarytobadass.com forward slash podcast. While you're waiting for the next episode of the show, wipe off the sweat, dust off the dirt, and get back in the arena.